Ben, say that thing you said uh, last night about the movie. What did I say about the movie last night? You said, because it's Maltese Falcon. <laughs> what? Maltese. I don't even remember what I said. Malt, more, it was you, Maltese Falcon, more like... Oh, more like Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but what more you like the was... inspiration for Harrison Ford's entire acting career. <laughs> no, well, no. What... Kind of. Is, is, you said a different joke oh, last night. I, I, that's all I said. I you said, said Millennial ha- Falcon. I did? Yeah. I did not say that. I said Millennium Falcon. And then I said Boomer Falcon. Oh, that would explain why I didn't get your joke at all. Oh. <laughs> wow. This is disappointing. <laughs> this is a great cold open. This is the show that we're doing, and it's really, really good. Yeah. Welcome to... Show. It's a show. Welcome, everybody, to Ben and Marshall do a podcast. It's the official podcast of the We're Great back. Scub Do. We're back. It's been a whole two weeks. Has it? Has it been more than two weeks, or has it been two weeks? It's been two weeks. Okay, good. Well, right we're, now it hasn't. Well, okay, we're on we're on schedule, is what I'm saying. Yeah, we're on schedule. I, it felt like a long time. So, you know, I hope it felt like a long time to you guys, and you've been really yeah. anticipating this episode because it's a really good one, and it's probably the best one and the best episode you've ever heard in your entire <laughs> life. Because of today. Well, what's our first segment? Well, our first segment, Ben, is of course. Of course. Of course. It, of course. It's of course. It's news. And you would know this, the, the, the viewer or listener. Because you listen to every episode. Right. And Which I say to all show. my friends constantly. <laughs> 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 We're just going it's, it's, to... It's the fake it till you make it thing. You know, yeah. pretend that we yeah. have a ridiculous Huge uh, audience. Base. Yeah. So, you know, Squarespace, you want to sponsor us? I'm not opposed to that. I, I've mm. used that service before, and I would endorse mm. it. But I don't endorse it yet because they haven't given me money. I need to make a website, actually, so I should probably... Right. They should probably sponsor they us. They should sponsor us so we can make a website. Yeah. But I do... And or Wix, whatever. I do... Um, like, someone will ask me about a movie. Right. Like, weirdly, I had a conversation two nights ago. Yeah, it was two nights ago because it was before there was the curfew or anything, and I was then I don't know I was out till like three, right? And hanging out with friends, I wasn't involved in any of the craziness. But um, the someone I was hanging out with mentioned a movie, and I was like, "Oh, well, this is what I think about that." But you would know that be- already because you listen to the podcast. <laughs> Which Better movie was it? Podcast. It was something about um, I Am Legend. And I said, oh, well, you know about that because we talked about that on episode six of Ben and Marshall do a podcast, good movies with bad endings. But that's your favorite movie and favorite episode. So you've seen that. And then they said something about Outbreak. And I was like, oh, oh, well, I can tell you all about that. But you already know anyway because you listened to episode four of Marshall, Ben and Marshall do a podcast. Right. Where we talked about it in the movie Outbreak. So 100%. Obviously he two, did. Actually, but or she. No, episode three. It's episode three. But yeah, that's the kind of the thing that I do and I don't know if people are tired of it yet but I'm I will never be. Um so here's the news. Are you ready for the news? Good. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm Hit glad me with that news. Ryan Gosling. Sexy? Yep. Next piece of news. Um no, Ryan Gosling <laughs> is going to star as the Wolfman. Oh. The Wolf of Wall Street man? No, the Wolfman. Okay. The big hairy one. Right, right. Like a like a like a wolf. Like the classic universal monster movies kind of okay. stuff. Like Frankenstein right. and Dracula and the Wolfman and things, like the mummy, all okay. of that. So there have been multiple attempts to create a quote unquote dark universe. Right. In fact, they had a photo shoot where they had all their actors together back when the Tom Cruise mummy movie came out. Because it had Tom Cruise as the guy who is in the Mummy movie, and it's loosely connected to the previous Mummy movies. And then Russell Crowe played Van Helsing in this, and like, there's all kinds of like 
um, like Johnny Depp was going to be oh, wow. a character in one of these. He was going to be like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or something like that. Right. They had a whole photo shoot, like the Marvel 10-year thing with all the actors. Wow. And then the, the movie tanked and that never happened. Ooh. It was very bold of them to do this. Oh, Angelina Jolie was going to be the Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, wow. That's yeah. A, that's it's, quite they the got cast. a lot of huge polls yeah. and then it just never happened. They that's went in with too much confidence. Kind of sad. But, but also... They just did The Invisible Man with um, the, what's her name? How from, do you make a movie about someone you can't see? Well, it's not about The Invisible Man. It's not like the old version of The Invisible Man where it's an actually invisible man. It's like a horror movie and it's a bad, evil ex-military okay. guy who's the ex-whatever of this girl. And he's crazy and trying to kill her. And he has like a technology suit or something. Wow. I haven't seen it. Apparently, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, so that kind of kickstarted them to try to keep doing this again. So they got Ryan Gosling now as the Wolfman. And apparently, the idea is that he's going to be a news anchor who gets infected. Okay. That was the wording. I can't remember. I think from IMDb is where I got this article. And it'll take inspiration from Network and Nightcrawler. Interesting. Which is, yeah, a very interesting to me. Yeah. That'll, that'll be, I'm curious to see how that turns out. Mm, have you seen either of those movies? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would really like Nightcrawler. I okay. don't know how much you would enjoy Network. Maybe next episode. You. Oh, my gosh. I don't. It's so heavy. Yeah? It's super dark. Yeah. Oh, Jake shoot. Gyllenhaal is intense in that movie. I got to watch it then. Yeah. I'll put it on the list of movies that I haven't seen that I should watch. <laughs> Speaking of super dark, intense movies, Sonic the Hedgehog sequel confirmed after star Ben Schwartz said he'd do a sequel. Hell yeah! Yeah. Yes! Those are not actually connected yes! events. He just happened to say that, and then the next day they confirmed they were doing a sequel. They haven't said if he's actually going to be the guy just voicing Sonic, Sonic 2! Sonic 2. Did you ever see it? No, I never I saw it. I saw Sonic the Hedgehog in theaters. <laughs> Didn't you say it was like just okay? Like, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Kind of good? I, I had fun with it. It was a good time. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it, like especially after yeah. the amount of work that the team had to put into changing the model. Everything. Assuming like, that wasn't a... Uh, a trick, a ploy. Right. That would be amazing if yeah. they did that on purpose. But I, I because it ended up making back its money and more. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you can't, you can't plan something like that. There's no, like, you couldn't try to have a controversy that viral. I don't know, man. What about Justin Bieber eats a burrito sideways? Remember that one? That was that a wasn't yes even... video on purpose to do that. Exactly. Though. That's what I'm saying, man. It's a conspiracy. Right. What I'm saying, though, is that there's way too much money riding on the movie for any studio to be like, hey, what if we intentionally made it look bad so that, you know, we can fix it and then everyone would like it. But then they got that Sonic the Hedgehog money. You know how it is. Oh, I want that Sonic money, boy. What's our next piece of news? Next piece of news. You remember Spider-Man? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not going to talk about him. Okay. J.K. Simmons, who played J. Jonah Jameson. You remember him? He's the one with the little mustache and he goes... I want pictures of Spider-Man! <laughs> oh, that Parker, guy. Give me pictures of Spider-Man right now! So and he's like, like, I got you pictures, Mr. Jameson! And he hands him a stack of pictures, and he's like, This one's crap! Crap! That's terrible! I'll give you $100 for all of them. And it's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what that is. It's Mr. J. Jonah Jameson. His son's an astronaut. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that so one. J.K. Simmons played him in the original Spider-Man trilogy, right. and it's probably the best casting that's ever happened in any movie ever. It was a great, yeah, great and, for the role. And a big surprise, at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home... He reprised the role. At a, have you not seen that movie? Uh, no, actually. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I have a meaning to That's watch That's a very it. good Spider-Man movie. I think it's the only Marvel movie that I haven't seen yet. We should watch that. I am totally oh, down. Oh, man, it's good. Absolutely 100% and we have down. Disney Plus. I bet it's on Disney Plus. It is probably on Disney Plus ah! now. Yeah, I think the new... Is the new Star Wars out on Disney Plus? Yep. Okay. Well, I, gotta, I gotta watch that. it one more time. <laughs> 
just One so I can be mad time. again. Uh, but J.K. Simmons is, uh, he made that small appearance at the end of the movie in a big cliffhanger moment, um, which in thankfully fact, we will see fulfilled one. after the, all the debacle way back of Spider-Man being or not being in the MCU for a while. Yeah, um, that was odd. Yeah, especially after this cliffhanger that happened where, you know, things happen. Right. Um, but he is signed on for multiple Spider-Man movies. That's Doesn't amazing. mean that they will use him, right? but he is on retainer to do two sequels. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. If no he, you know. use for him in the story, perhaps? Oh, wait, are you talking about Spider-Man? No, I'm talking about J.K. Oh, Simmons as J. Jonah oh, Jameson. I'm dumb. J. Jonah Jameson. Okay, yes. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I am, Yes, now I understand. I was like, why wouldn't they use Tom Holland? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me pictures of Tom Holland! <laughs> I want Tom Holland, front page! I just want to see his British little butt. Next piece of news. Um, are you ready for this one? This one's pretty big. Yeah. First of all, I accidentally have HBO Max. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've noticed you gave me the password and I watched some things on HBO Max. Yeah, it's great. Particularly one movie, The Millennial Falcon. (laughs) The Millennial Falcon. But uh, we'll get there. The uh, so I didn't know that I had HBO now. I knew that I had HBO now, which is the version of HBO that you have. It's just like the streaming version that you don't have to have a cable connection or anything like that for. It's not part of your cable uh, package. Right. Um, so that was like 15 bucks a month. It's up there, but also, you know, freaking quality programming. I love right. the stuff on HBO, so I thought it was worth it. I think I got it back when Game of Thrones was ending. Right. Oof. Um, oh, so we've had it this entire time? Yeah, but I've been watching stuff oh, okay. in between there. You knew that. I did not. Oh, well, you're a fool. You're an old fool. Oh, <laughs> uh, not again. Old foolish Weber. Um <laughs> But apparently, HBO Max is pretty much just HBO Now right. plus all of this extra programming. Oh, wow. And it's not like a separate service or anything. It's just like... It's like an on-top-of service? It's 15 bucks a month, the same. Right. No additional price, and I just have it now. That's weird. I, yep. mean, I don't know. I don't understand that pricing structure, but I'm not going to question it because well, that means I we think get the more idea movies. is that HBO Go is HBO, quote-unquote. Okay. And HBO Now is, is, the movie me, is, is basically defunct. Okay. And is becoming HBO Max. Gotcha. All right, So cool. with HBO Max, with the $15 a month price tag, which right. is granted high, right. you get all of this extra stuff plus the regular HBO stuff. So I don't know okay. what HBO Go is, what the regular right. package is like. I would assume that it's less somehow. Someone tell us. So, you know, our, our vast audience. Well, on to the next piece of news. Next we'll piece wait of for news. Them. Final piece of news. Related to HBO Max, the Snyder Cut lives dude i'm so freaking hype i want to see it are you actually yeah huh. i mean it's justice league right yeah it's justice league yeah i mean i, I like again it's, it's kind of the sonic the hedgehog like curiosity the same thing where it's like okay like did they fix this like and also seeing the director's cut compared to like one the one that i really want to see <laughs> is um the director's cut for episode nine because that's never gonna happen yeah i know i'm because it never got shot in the first place right but it would be amazing if that if that was a thing. Yeah. Or at least just to see the script, you know, just to see what they were trying to do. Well, you can do. see the script. Yeah. Oh, really? It's out there. That's oh, how we know about it. Just kidding. I want to go. I'm going to go read that. At some In fact, point. Mr. Sunday, I'll show you this. Mr. Sunday Movies. Yeah. Great YouTuber. A does a cool podcast YouTuber. that this isn't derivative of at all. No. Um, this is such an original idea. Original, no completely original, brand new idea. Because we don't, we, we, we have the only, we have all the ideas. I've never even listened to a podcast before. Not right. even this one. I just edit it without it listening to it. No headphones. No headphones. You just make um, random cuts. Random cuts. But Mr. Sunday, he worked with an animator to put together various parts of 
the episode nine script that Colin Trevorrow had worked on. Very cool. And it's like, it's not super like fancy, right? but it's like, it's done very, very well. And it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch that. I'm going to watch that right after this. Actually, no, I'm going to go get footage after this, but I will watch that. Yeah. At some point today. But uh, that's pretty cool. So it's coming to HBO Max. They announced this. Uh, Zack Snyder was doing a uh, a Man of Steel commentary right. live watch on Vero, his platform of choice. And uh, I can't believe that's still a thing. Yeah, I think he's keeping it alive okay. on his own. That's interesting. Yeah, Vero. Uh, is it Vero or Vero? I've always called it Vero. Aloe Vero. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong, though. Aloe Vero. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was an interesting app. Uh, I got like one of the free accounts, and yeah. then I deleted it because I thought that there was a rumor that they were stealing your information. Who isn't though? Right, that's a great point. At that point, I gotta blow my nose. Well, it was before you know TikTok was a thing, and we knew they were stealing your information. Oh yeah. And giving it to the Chinese government, so everyone was still a bit more freaked out when that happened. But it was also weird. They tried to do the scarcity thing, where it was like the first million people to sign up get a free account, and then after that, it's like five ninety nine a month. Interesting. So. Um, but he was doing a Man of Steel... Hold on. Let me finish this. By finish this, he means wipe his nose down with all the with all the big boys. Let's finish not. this. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm Ghost. We've been playing way too much COD. <laughs> too much Warzone. <laughs> um, price. So... <laughs> <laughs> Marshall was just saying before this, he needs to like sign up to a voice acting website so he can sell his voice. <laughs> oh, dude. I could probably do a lot of killer voice. Uh, killer voice. Killer ghost stuff <laughs> yeah. if i needed to okay all right l- 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 <laughs> let me let me rattle off some uh teletubbies teletubbies <laughs> oh no i just meant the impression of a teletubby oh arango barango <laughs> i don't know what a teletubby sounds like <laughs> i've got a tummy telly village marshall the dog from the great show uh paw patrol the, paw patrol <laughs> oh i'm set i turned i stopped fires but I'm, i fall down sometimes <laughs> i that's all i know about it i don't know anything about it either uh Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Um, what is this? Some kind of Suicide Squad? That was Will Smith in Suicide Squad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need a voice actor, you can obviously see you have one right here. I'm the best one. Hire him. Give him your money. I do actually do good accents and stuff, but that's beside the point. Can confirm. Um, <laughs> but basically... He was doing the Man of Steel rewatch thing and doing the commentary over the top of it. It was live. It's really cool. It's still on there. I kind of want to go and watch it, like, with the movie um, right. after the fact. Because I do, I genuinely do like Man of Steel. I think it's very good. It's different, but it's very I good. I haven't seen it, but I've seen, you know, a bunch of breakdowns oh, and stuff. I like it. It's interesting. Um, but at the end, they did a little Q&A, and one of the fans was like, Well, I'm going to ask the question of all questions that we all want to know about, and I'm just going to ask it because you just got to know. And what about the Snyder Cut? And it was very cringy the way that it was asked and all that. But uh, Zack Snyder was like, oh, well, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Does that answer this? Does this answer that? And then he puts the promo art up on, like, the big screen. Oh, my God. And they're all like, what? Oh, and Henry Cavill had joined in to help answer questions as well. So Superman is there with a blue tank top and a mustache (laughs) in his, like, converted stable of a home. (laughs) Dude, I freaking love Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's the coolest dude. Like, he he has figured out life. That That is the epitome of, like, being happy. Yeah, living in a converted stable, buying the horse that you ride in your TV show. Right. Have you seen his dog? I've, uh, yes, I have seen it. Yeah, dog. I think I showed it to you. Yeah. It's a freaking bear. I, dude. It's also named Cal after Kal-El Superman. Wow. 
Dang, that is... The guy has a love for his roles. Yeah. Like, The Witcher especially. He has read all the books. He's played all the games. He was lobbying for the part before he That was... I I like that casting. Like, give it to somebody who knows what the actual history of that series is, or Mm. any series, you know? Now you have to watch it. I will. Maybe. No, you won't. Probably not. Um... (laughs) But it's really cool. It's coming to HBO Max. It's going to be really uh, interesting to see, for the least. Yeah, we're going to uh, watch the original <coughs> cut, I guess. Yep, which is on HBO Max. Cool. But the uh, that could be a cool episode. I kind of want to do that, but I have an idea first. We'll get there. But uh, it's going to be like four hours long. It's going to be divided into six parts. There's going to be not necessarily additional like reshoots with the cast, right. but they're going to come back and do ADR. Okay. Which how what I don't know what does that mean? It's going to be the, the mouse. I guess. <laughs> Originally like there was reports that it was going to be like a 20 to 30 million dollar project to finish all the vi- visual effects shots. Right. But then the head of HBO <laughs> went on a podcast with somebody and said, "Oh, I wish it was yeah. 20 to 30 million." I'll bet. I won't give you the number, but let me just say I I desperately wish that it was that low. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they are spending buco bucks on this, which instinct makes me think this could be really good. Right. But also, I remember when news came out that studio execs gave Batman versus Superman a standing ovation. Right. That's a great point. And that is not a good Martha. Movie. Yeah. Ugh. It's not good. And that's the other thing that worries me is that people have like, um, they've they've turned Zack Snyder into this godlike director figure because right. he never got his version of the movie. Yeah, and then for very real reasons, like he right. he dropped out because his daughter commits suicide, and wow. he like thought he could just push through it and just thought, decided, well, no, I'm not gonna. I need to stop that and is take a some time. Legitimate thing, yeah, it is. So because of that, he never made his version of the movie and all that. So right. it's become this thing like every canceled video game ever just becomes the greatest video game that ever could have existed. Right. But you don't know that. It's it's the stuff that dreams are made out of. Oh! Pretty cool. But yeah, that's the news. And with that, we move on to the next segment. Hey, I've, I've got a trivia question when we get to that point, actually. Yeah. Well, is, is it trivia time? Is it IMDb trivia? When do we get to do IMDb oh, No, that's at the very end. I, th- I know a trivia about that line. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we know the same trivia. Well... Yeah, my my <laughs> trivia. I'll I'll save it till then. Yeah, it's for IMDb trivia. I can't wait. I Everyone's favorite have second favorite segment. Second favorite segment. What's our first favorite segment? Well, it's time. Oh my god, are you, are you serious? It's, it's time. time for the apartment news, dude. Okay, hold on. Before we technically start the Holding apartment on. news, um, I have a very special surprise for everybody here today, and I spent some of my very own precious money on this. Precious, but money. I but it was probably the best precious. purchase that I've ever made. So, without further ado, uh, let me bless your ears. Apartment News, your number one source for news about Ben and Marshall's apartment. And now your host, live on Linux, Benjamin Earl Weber. Whoa, it's me, your host, Benjamin Earl Weber, (laughs) and it's Apartment News, and we are back, and welcome to the show. Uh, (laughs) So, today in Apartment News, I didn't really plan this out. But we did put carpet in the mud room. I think that would be called the a mud, mud room. room? Isn't, I don't know. Is that I a mud mean room? the laundry room. The laundry room. We'll say it's a laundry room. We, yeah. we, we carpeted it. Uh, I cut some custom pieces for it. Is that some kind of boat term? Is that a thing you mud say room? on a boat? Yeah. No, that's room? just like a white mom thing. Never heard of it. Like, uh, it's like a... Oh, it's like the airlock. It's the yeah, in-between. You exactly. come inside and so all those can, like, little tights. muddy shoes. Yeah. yeah. You put them all in there and then they only have to clean that area and they don't nice. have to clean the entire house. Then you aren't tracking mud in the house and your mom doesn't yell at you. Good move. 
I also uh, have a part to do suddenly. Oh, really? That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that was probably the biggest thing that's happened. Um, we we got rid of uh, we moved some bookshelves around. We might be getting mm-hmm. some new couches. So that'll be exciting Ooh. when that happens. Um, yeah, and we cleaned up. It, we had the apartment pretty clean for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's still great. pretty clean. Crazy what happens when like we actually put dishes in the dishwasher right. first off instead of like Spend. leaving them everywhere and <laughs> and like we put our stuff where it's supposed to be instead of just leaving it everywhere. Right. It's wild. Yeah, I feel like we're we're still at a thirty minute like window right now. If we put thirty minutes into it, we could be back as oh extra clean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like the dishes that are in the sink. They're right there right now because there's a whole load that's clean in the dishwasher. Oh, well, so I'm gonna put those away after this. Actually, that was, I was gonna do that before this, but then we started doing it because you walked in here and it's like I guess we'll do the podcast now. I guess. Guess we'll do it and mm-hmm. here we are what's your apartment news my apartment news is so yesterday i watched the G- josh gad oh yeah uh, that's one thing i got my fancy uh, ben just pointed to my uh, amazing philips hue lights that they are I've amazing consumed my room with <clears throat> and it is uh why aren't we doing this with the colors of our podcast can we change that right now that's a good point computer turn on b and m in marshall's bedroom Okay, I gotta do it manually. Frick you! Hold on. Stupid computer, aka. I made a, a uh, I made a light preset with the gradient that we have on our. It's pretty amazing. Logo. I know you guys can't experience it, but it's gonna put us a lot more. Oh wow! I'm glad we did this before we started talking about the movie because I am in such. <laughs> this is. This feels amazing. very chill, honestly. It actually does. This is yeah. great. I love this. But uh, basically, um, my real news was that yesterday I watched Josh Gad has been doing the reunited apart things where he's getting the cast of classic movies together right and they talk about it and they read some lines and it's fun and whatever and i'm i'm pretty much over all of these like celebrities get together and yeah do a thing over the, zoom to be honest the the office thing that they did was such a click did the office do a thing yeah so well john krasinski is doing like um, some good news, like, some good which, news is which is very good it was good it was good but the the episode where they clickbaited all of the office cast reuniting was mm. a little annoying because literally it was just them singing to like a couple who had just been engaged. And so oh, it's like, yeah. if, if that's what it is, call it out. Don't say it's the office re- cast reunites. Da, yeah, da, it's whatever. Over Zoom, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I'm generally tired of these Love things. Good, the, but then the latest stuff. episode of Reunited Apart was with the entire cast of The Lord of the Rings. Wow. And it was an absolute delight. Like I was, I watched it out on my hammock outside. Right. And oh my gosh, it was just amazing. Because they was like, at first, it was just, like, most of the Fellowship and Peter Jackson, the director. Right. So you had, like, all the Hobbits, and you had Gandalf and Orlando Bloom, Legolas was there. And then I thought, oh, well, it's a shame they couldn't get, you know, um, uh, uh, Aragorn or or Gimli or some of the other right. guys in here or whatever. And then they announced, oh, well, they're here! And they joined the call, and I'm oh, like, wow. yes, Viggo Mortensen and John Reese davies are here! Oh, my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> it was very exciting. But then they announced, and we also have Sean Bean. Hell and yeah. Sean Bean shows up and he's like, uh, uh, one does not simply walk into Mordor. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then they got even some of like the smaller players. Like they got the girl who played um, Eowyn right. and... Um, See, I've only read The Hobbit, and I've... Have you seen the movies? I have not seen the movies. Well, guess what, Because I want to sit down and, like, and like guess you know, watch freaking all of them. What? what? This is my apartment news. I just got a notification from Amazon. Oh, boy. That my package... apartment news. My package is five stops away. 
what is your package dude my package and funny thing about five stops away it usually means that it's pretty close lately with rona and all that it means that it is at gretna <laughs> because no one's ordering things that right. much but uh <laughs> which doesn't make sense but it's super far away still uh, but my package is on blu-ray the lord of the rings extended edition oh, the trilogy yes so dude, we are we gotta, going to watch, watch these it. It's going to be, a, and we're not going to even split it up. I feel like we have to I, watch all of them. We got a marathon it. We got a marathon yeah, it. Yeah, and it's going to be, a, we have to spend a day because it's 11 hours it and 21 minutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely down for that. I've, I was just thinking about that recently, actually, that yeah. I want to watch those. Because, you know, actually, okay, do, <laughs> did you read the books ever? I'm, I read The Fellowship of the Ring, and I read most of The Two Towers. Okay. I have it right I, here. I may or not read them after or before. But I'm also trying After. to get on a kick of, uh, of reading books. So if you guys have any uh, book suggestions, just in general, of yeah. anything, uh, self-help books, like, you know, good narratives, anything like that, mm-hmm. drop them in the comments or DM me because uh, I would I would love to read those and maybe even talk about them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. I don't know. That was a weird tangent. That's my apartment news. So I love cool. that. I'm super excited about it. Well, I was actually watching the theatrical cuts last night. I watched The uh, Fellowship of the Ring and The Two Towers last night. Right. It was great. That's amazing. Well, I'll hand it over to our voiceover artist one, for one more time, uh, and he will finish up the segment. The end. Oh, wow, that was amazing. That was pretty neat. And now we're <laughs> on to the next segment, which I think is just talking about the movie. I don't know. Welcome to the the 19-something. 1941. 1940. Well, that's when it came out. Okay. I, I got that right. See, I knew some stuff about it. Yeah. I should probably get my notes out. That's when it came out. I don't know if that's when it takes place necessarily. It's right. based on a novel. I don't know um, if it's really important. Based on a novel by a man named me, a paperback writer. <laughs> it is based on a novel. Uh, Not by a man named Mir. Yeah, that's that's also true. It was a yeah. I can't wait to talk about this movie. It was it was, it was very good. And we were, the movie we were talking about. If you haven't read the title, because you can't read the title yet, you don't know what it is. This and we segment. haven't said it multiple times up to this point. Right. It is the Maltese Falcon. The Maltese Falcon. A classic and arguably the definition of film noir. And I will say arguably because there is some it debate did in the like community. create it. It did invent it basically. Yeah. Like yeah. this is the first like big example of like film noir in yeah. that style and everything basically from what i was what i ascertained from my research mm. if you ask somebody what is film noir the best place to start is the, the millennial falcon. falcon yes the millennial falcon the millennium falcon falcon, falcon. that's the difference is that yeah. it has to be the millennium the falcon. millennial falcon the maltese falcon or the millennium falcon <laughs> right it's like the milk, milk, milk. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know a guy who actually God. calls it milk. Really? Yeah, real life. He also says pillow. Shout out Julian Smith. We miss all your videos. Shout out Austin and... Poole. He's starting a podcast soon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Austin. You know Austin. You worked at a chicken farm with him. Oh, yeah, Austin. He's starting a podcast? Yeah, he's going to do outdoor stuff and things That's like that. That's cool. I actually want to listen to that. I want to listen to that. I, uh, I'm trying to keep talking about it so he actually does it. We'll, we'll shout it. We'll shout him out when he when he gets a... Yeah, we, we, we were talking about up. like starting a podcast network between the two of us. That's awesome. Be cool. Um, but here's the movie. It is The Maltese Falcon. came out in 1941. I'll just run through the plot real quick because it's confusing. There's a lot going on. Yeah, it is um, a very <laughs> intricate plot. It's I'm based curious. on the novel by Dashiell Hammett. Dashiell? That's Dashiell a great Hammett. name. It is, and it was directed by John Huston. 
um, who this was his directorial debut. He went on really? to do a lot of really famous movies. Yeah, I think he did Casablanca. He did not do Casablanca. Okay, but um, the main actor, I can't remember his name. For Humphrey the Bogart Humphrey is Bogart the main is, guy in Casablanca. Yeah, and did you know that actually they tried to do a, uh, not necessarily a sequel <coughs> to this movie, but um, they, they wanted to do a sequel with the same actors. Mm-hmm. And so I don't remember which one it was, but it, it was amazing. I, I'll look it up at some point. Yeah. Um, but they, so the only <coughs> actor that they actually retained... Uh, even though they wanted all of them, was um, was Big it Peter Laurie? It was it was Gutman. <laughs> yeah, it was Gutman, and uh, apparently he was great in that role too. Um, but yeah, like they, it, and then there were two other actors who had their like kind of career start from that movie too. That's weird. I think it was the same director as well. Wow. Speaking of which, the casting <laughs> of this movie was just amazing. Yeah. You know, and we'll get there. We got to get through this plot and everything. Sorry, but uh, I'm just so excited. <clears throat> yeah, John movie. Huston did a lot of uh, really classic movies. He directed uh, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, The African Queen, both Humphrey Bogart uh, vehicles, and also The Man Who Would Be King. Which, if you don't know what that movie is, if you've seen The Road to El Dorado, it's the exact same movie except a lot less family friendly. Ooh. As though The Road to El Dorado really is in the first place necessarily. Uh, but Humphrey Bogart is the star of this movie. He plays Sam Spade, the hardened uh, detective, the kind of the archetype of the hardened uh, private detective. Oh, Very my much nose so. is really bothering me. <clears throat> uh, Mary Astor plays Bridget. It is Bridget. Bridget, okay. With That's a D. interesting. Yeah. B R I G I D, which is weird. Gladys George is Iva Archer. And is that Peter Laurie. No, that is the, um, the, the widow. Oh, okay. And Peter Lorre is Joel Cairo. Peter Lorre is fantastic. I love Joel Cairo. There's he might a, be my favorite there, character. There's a line from him that I wrote down that we'll get to. You stupid fathead. <laughs> That's not that one, but we'll get there. So this is the plot. <coughs> Prelude. And this is the title card at the beginning of the movie. In 1539, the Knights Templar of Malta paid tribute to Charles V of Spain by sending him a golden falcon. Sorry, golden falcon. <laughs> I'm going to do a Harrison Ford voice every time. (laughs) By sending him a golden falcon encrusted from beak to claw with rarest jewels. Then there's five hyphens. But pirates seized the galley carrying this priceless token and the fate of the Maltese falcon remains a mystery. A mystery to this day. (laughs) Hire this man for your voice acting. Yes. Oh, I I could have done that so much more dramatically. Then there's another title card. It says, San Francisco! So we're now in San Francisco. Got it. Um, so Sam Spade, private detective, has a client. She's a knockout. Um, she's looking for her missing sister, Spade and Archer, team detective. I'm going to be honest. She was like kind <clears throat> of like a seven maybe. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Not, 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 I don't know about knockout. Yeah. In the 40s, Could probably be. a knockout. Yeah. Uh, Spade and Archer, team detective, agree to help. Archer goes personally and is shot by an unknown assailant when trying to tail Mr. Thursby, who is supposedly, like, keeping her sister captive, essentially. Um, so Spade doesn't seem particularly put off by his partner being killed, which seemed very strange to me. I wasn't sure if it was just, like, the old-style acting or if right. it was that this, there's something weird about the character. I think it's, it's supposed it was to the be character. A, a character. Yeah. yeah, and we'll get there. Um, Sam goes to the scene, and the cops let him right in, very 1940s, um, shot by a Webley Forsby 8-shot, an English revolver. They don't make them anymore, according to Sam. Uh, the gun wasn't... Uh, Archer's gun wasn't pulled, and he wasn't robbed for any of his money. So there's a lot of weird things happening here. Um, Spade is back at his room. A couple cops, you know, show up. Um, we find out that Spade doesn't carry a gun. Excuse me. And they think that... And now they realize... No, no. Back up. 
The cops come to Spade's apartment, Sam Spade, and they tell him eventually that Thursby has been killed. Right. And they think that he did it because his partner was killed, and they put him kind of in the vicinity of it where it was around the time that it happened. And the motivation would be that he was having an affair with his partner's well, wife. that he killed his partner. Right, but the motivation to kill his partner. Well, not that they don't think that he killed his partner. They think that he killed Thursby. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so that was my impression at first as well. But then I... Right, yeah. okay. So, so we don't know yet that they're having an affair. Point. That's actually the next scene Ooh. is that Iva Archer comes in, the wife of the dead man, and uh, they are apparently having an affair, and less so now, I guess, because Miles is dead. Is it an affair now? I don't know. What's the semantics of that? It was never fair. It was never fair. Um, Sam goes to visit Bridget. Turns out she lied about her sister and all that. She met Thursby in Asia, and she needs help with something still? That was a confusing scene for me. Um, yeah, I think but, it was kind of on purpose supposed to be confusing. Yeah, but know. she's still helping him. Um, and then a Mr. Cairo shows up in the office and needs help finding a black figure of a bird. He offers $5,000. So Sam is considering this, and then Cairo pulls a gun on him and tries to search the office. There's a short fight, and Spade knocks him out. Uh, he wakes back up, thought uh, he had it. He wakes up, thought he had it. Oh, yeah. So he wakes back up. He had held him up because he thought that Sam had the bird. And then they come to an agreement that they'll just try to find it. And he gives him back his gun. And he's like, I'm going to hold you up again anyway. And it's kind of funny and silly. Right. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm looking up what um, what $5,000 would be in, from adjusted for inflation. 1941. Probably right. a lot. Calculate. Oh, she it gave would him be like, eighty-seven thousand dollars, two hundred and seven dollars and fourteen cents. How much is two hundred bucks? Because that's how much Bridget gives her gives them at the beginning that makes her think a that she's lying. Great question. Two, two hundred. Um, calculate. That'd be three thousand four hundred eighty-eight dollars. Dang. I wonder if that's on par for a private detective. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But also, it because like one of the things that I was thinking about was she was like she kept a hundred bucks because so she's like I need something to live on, and so. It's like, know. how much is 100 bucks? Yeah, uh, that's, I guess that's half we'll of 3,400. Well, I guess that isn't technically how the math would work, but close enough. Um, so, yeah, they come to an agreement, and they're going to work together, that's or they're not. $1,744. Gotcha. So, Spade is being tailed. He loses the tail. Great. Back at Spades, Bridget and Cairo meet and negotiate over the Falcon. They reference a fat man who killed Thursby. Cairo eventually leaves after um, cops show up, and they make a little bit of trouble. And he decides to go away. Um, Bridget explains what she knows about the Falcon, supposedly what she knows about the Falcon to, um, to Sam. Um, she was working with Thursby and Cairo, but they both betrayed her. That's what the story is from her at this point. So Sam confronts the tale, gets him kicked out of a hotel where Cairo is staying, um, which is pretty funny because he's just kind of a blowhard. And he's just gets the manager and gets him thrown out with no trouble. <laughs> Are we talking about the gunman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is it? What's his name? Wesley. Wesley. Uh, no, Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Yeah. Wesley Wesley Incorporated. Wilhelm? Shout out Quarter Digital. Is it Wilhelm? It is Wilhelm. No, it's something else weird. It is, I wrote it, it down no, it's here. Wilhelm because it's Wilhelm. I sing a Wilhelm scream when I heard his name. That's how I remembered it. Weird. Um. Oh, yeah. This is the line that I wrote down where like Sam shows up to talk to Cairo, and <laughs> he says. Well, let's talk. He said, well, can't we talk here? He's like, well, no, let's go somewhere else where we can talk alone. 
And he says, our private conversations have not been such that I would like to continue them. <laughs> or not that I would be anxious to continue them. <laughs> yeah. I might, one so of the, that's I mean, very funny. One of the most iconic lines, you know, I'll slap you and you like it. And you yes. like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Right, so you, did I, I sent you the TikTok of the guy with the dog with the... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a guy sticks his, his hand in the dog's mouth and just like, moves it up and down. I die laughing every single time. It's so good. Um, so Spade meets the fat man finally. Uh, the conversation goes nowhere except that the bird is worth a lot and the fat man knows why. Um, so then they have a separate conversation. He gets brought back in. There's really no reason, I guess, that this would be a separate scene. It just seemed kind of redundant. Right. But like literally immediately after this scene, he gets brought back in to talk to the fat man again. And he's like, well, I guess I will explain everything to you this time. Yeah. I didn't quite get that, but... Uh, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Um, fat man explains the Falcon. He offers Spade tons of money to bring it to him, but he actually just drugs him and then leaves him there. I didn't understand that too, because yeah, then it's they not show like up he's tying apartment. him up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, what are you doing? Like, what are you delaying here? Yeah. Um, nothing. Well, and then like they, they wanted him to show up at his apartment and then they're waiting for him after that. So yeah, it's, it's like, just weird. why do they want to talk to him again? They could have just came where he was. Yeah. So Sam trashes the place and finds out there's a boat arriving from Hong Kong that he thinks has probably the Falcon, the Falcon arriving on it. Uh, it's been torched though. He goes back to his office and the captain of the boat shows up with the Falcon and dies. Bridget calls and is in danger. Sam goes to help out, but first stows away the Falcon. They go to Sam's apartment, and Fat Man and Cairo are there. Fat Man explains everything. They killed Thursby to get Bridget to do they, what they wanted. Captain Jacoby was killed because he probably had the Falcon. He did. Uh, they come to an agreement, and the secretary is to bring the Falcon to the apartment. They uncover the Falcon, and it's a fake. Amazing. It's lead. And then we find out that Bridget killed Archer. There's this whole long sequence of them having this like ethical like emotional debate of like well what if i do love you and then it's very old old hollywood old yeah. noir like what if i do love you and then i shouldn't do this and then if i do do this and i don't do that then it wouldn't be the law and i have to be justice in the law because i'm a private detective by god who's never lied or done anything against the law in this movie and i'm very i have so much integrity yeah yeah so that is the, the summation what dreams are made of good job on the summary there that was a hard one and, and you did a really good job on that i just want to compliment you on yeah. that. <laughs> it was so difficult man you have no idea uh and i was doing it at work too technically because it was one of my nothing shifts where i'm right. just kind of there to be there it's great um so the maltese falcon what do you think uh dude it was freaking amazing uh it's very good uh, off the bat like it was it was uh it was one of the like there, it's a very dialogue-heavy movie. You could yeah. you could arguably listen to this movie and not look at it. And, it could and, almost be a radio drama. Exactly, yeah. Um, but there were some great uh, noir shots in there. There oh, were a few amazing ones. Um, it, you know, obviously wasn't the most, you know, compared to today's standards, the, the best cinematic masterpiece of all time by any means. But overall, I, I really liked it. And yeah. uh, it, it never felt boring, even though it could have been a radio show. There, there was I, enough... I, in the first half, I definitely kind of, like, it felt slow to it me. It felt a bit slow, and then it kind of, it, it sped up super fast. Oh, yeah. But it, everything was in there for a purpose, so you didn't really feel like af at the end of it that you wasted that time <laughs> at the beginning, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I liked how, you know, it really is told from the, the detective's uh, perspective the entire time. Yeah. So you're finding out things like he would find them out. You're not, not necessarily at every situation that goes down. Exactly. Because you are the detective. You're, 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 you know, you have to kind of put the clues together for mm. yourself. You are shown certain things. And like <laughs> at the beginning when um, his partner is shot, you don't see who shoots him. You just see the gun. 
and you know some stuff like that so it's 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 really well done i mean they actually did intentionally try to shoot it like from like humphrey bogart's perspective his physical perspective and his like point of view and like over the shoulder and stuff really to give you that sense of like you are sam spade in this situation from his yeah. perspective which i don't know how much that necessarily carries through but it's right. a cool detail but I, I would say at the, at, the, at the same time like you know we take so many things for granted like you know again we i think we've talked about this before but you watch you know citizen kane and you're like eh why is this arguably the best movie the on effect. everyone's list and it's like okay because it started all these things like yeah. All the things that you're familiar with and think are tropes now came from this. And mm. so, you know, when you see that for the first time, I'm sure it was really interesting. And so I think there's a lot of stuff like that in this movie, Yeah, you know, that maybe doesn't hit us now, but would hit an audience <clears throat> who saw it in the 40s, you know. Which that kind of, um, we'll get to this later, but that hits on my idea for our next episode, Ooh. which could be interesting. Um, right, awesome. But yeah, I, I did, it was good. Can we kind of go through like some of the plot points and just like because I, I was having some ideas when we were going through that. It's kind of hard to just pin down random stuff. I I should write notes probably. Jeez, you dumb. Jeez, you dumb. Why don't you write notes? Um, What's like the first major event in the movie? I guess his, his wife or the partner gets <coughs> killed. Partner gets killed. Yeah. So yeah, what did you think about like you know the the affair thing? Like it didn't feel established to me. Yeah, it was just kind of a thing that happened. It was there, you know. It makes me want to read the book. Yeah, because true. so much of, of this new, more nuanced. I remember watching it and being like thirty minutes in and being like, "How much of this is left?" Because it felt like so much had already happened. Right. But also, so little had weirdly happened. That is that's that's very accurate. Yeah. So like, there's just so much packed into this. That makes me so curious about the book and like the original novel right. by Dashiell Hammett. Yeah. The the Maltese Falcon. Yep. Like I I don't know like, it's the same thing like I, I really want to read I Am Legend for that same reason that right. like I don't know like how much is expanded is right this, true you know yeah a lot of the uh, what tends to be what I've noticed like and in, in when you watch a movie that is inspired by a book and you have those mm. questions it's because like they weren't able to like actually fully explore that plot line yeah whereas in a book you have more time and you can kind of flush stuff out yeah in a movie inevitably you have to cut stuff another thing that i was just thinking about randomly was the fighting in it is so hilarious dude it's very it's realistic is the funny thing it's like it's super realistic because it's very just like but like it's like you get a punch few... dudes knock the frick out yeah which is how it would go with the guy who's experienced at this kind of thing, right. like Detective Sam Spade, this guy knows how to punch a guy. Right. And but, little but, little Peter Laurie, right. he's getting knocked the heck out. Okay, but the, the falls are freaking hilarious, though. They are. They are. It, it was just funny. I'm not saying it's not realistic. It's I'm hilarious, it though, that every time Sam Spade is in physical danger, he just, like, takes the gun away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is mine now. Like, the moment when um, Wilhelm, or whatever his yeah. name is, comes back to get him the second time, <laughs> yeah. and he just, he like, takes, takes his, his coat off and, like, takes both of his guns, and he's like, oh, d- oh dang it. <laughs> and he hands them to Gutman, and yeah, he's like, yeah. you should get a better boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very like 1940s detective and all of that oh man I was it, with old movies like this too it's interesting to look at the things that are very much cultural elements and stuff that like doesn't hold up as well or right. is very much like a ooh I didn't get no any of that no, I don't I mean think. even like how they how they treated well I mean I guess you could say to an extent how like women were treated in it was a, a little bit, bit but there were uh, largely they I, were equals. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, and one one line that kind of stuck out to me was like, 
uh, he's talking to his assistant, and he's like, you're yeah. a good man, sister. I love that, yeah. Great line. I love that, yeah. The secretary was a the secretary very was important great. character. And, and, and he was very respectful to the secretary the entire time. Like, yeah. from the beginning, he's like, darling, I don't know what I would do without you. You're invaluable. Like, angel. 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 That's my Humphrey Bogart. Love it. That was Just great. Just kidding. Hire this man for your voice acting. Uh, uh, we'll always have Paris. That's Casablanca. Yeah. Uh, Play yeah. it again, Sam. He never actually says that in Casablanca, but that's the famous thing that t- people think he says in Casablanca. Kind of like when Darth Vader said, uh, Luke, I am your father. He says, what's up? You're my boy. <laughs> what's up, bro? I what's up? I freaked Padme Luke, and you came out. You are my boy. <laughs> no! <laughs> yes! Oh, I hated that. <laughs> Might have to edit that one out. <laughs> Come on. Okay. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts? I don't know. What, like, what are the what are the other plot points? Because again, like how, when we were reading through them, I had things to say. Uh, so, yeah, what's oh, I really love how like he goes from cool and calm one second to just like, "Hey, man, what's your deal?" Like, right. like when the cops come to confront him, yeah. he's like. Oh, come on in. You want a drink? a drink? And like, yeah. you got a gun? It's like, I don't have a gun. You can search the entire place if you want to. Right. And then they start to question him a little bit, and he's like, still cool with him and everything, but then just like that, he's yeah. like, nah, nah, what is this? If you got evidence, then you got to tell me it and tell me what's going on, boys, and tell me what the deal is. And Right. Yeah, and like... Uh, but it's always controlled. Like, when he freaks yeah. out on Gutman later... He walks out and he's like, I sure tricked him and made him think that I was a hothead. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything that he does is very calculated. And, uh, like, you know, every he's, he's extremely witty throughout all of it. Mm. And I think that's part of what makes the dialogue bearable throughout the entire movie. Because, again, it's, just, it's such a dialogue-heavy movie. Yeah. The actors do such a great job in each of their roles. I think they're perfect for each one of them. But, you know, one of the lines that I thought was, again, super funny yeah. was, uh, he's, I don't know, was he talking to Cairo when this happened, I think? But he was talking to him and he's like... He's like, you always have an answer for everything. You're you're a smooth guy. And he's like, what? Do you want me to learn how to stutter? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's great. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> That's very and, good. And uh, also, I loved like the. Let's talk about the cast because it was the just casting a, was very good. It was a very. I think it was like a, where a lot of the the cast members got their start. You know, like. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Joe, the name of who Joe Cairo's actor was. Um, that is Peter Lorre. He went on to do a lot of character acting and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's kind of where he got his like big start. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved his character, uh, like and how he portrayed him so much. It's his favorite character that he ever played. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I, I was watching the thing, and it was like arguably the Nazi guy from um, Indiana Jones was inspired by his character, as well as you could say Indiana Jones was a little bit inspired, or like the. You know, his general demeanor was a bit inspired by uh, Sam, whatever. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, I like. I thought the casting was just amazing, and like the, the they mm-hmm. carried the dialogue. If it it could have been a horrible movie if the cast hadn't done such yeah. an amazing job with the dialogue. And they were like best friends behind the scenes. Really? Yeah, they loved it. And like John Huston and uh, Humphrey Bogart and uh, what's her name, um, woman, uh, Mary Astor, and like Peter Lorre, they all would like go to. John Huston's uh, lake house like every single year wow. and like drink and have fun. You know, I wonder like how how big Hollywood was at the time. You know what I mean? Was it more Because it like was still a... in the studio system back right. then where like you were signed, you signed a contract with Universal and you made Universal pictures yeah. and they would lend you out to Paramount if right. they made a deal and then like they give you Laurence Olivier for this picture and like all right. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that's such, so It's so weird to, to think about. I kind of, I'm, I'm going to do some more research about that because like, 
I think you look at like YouTube and all this stuff today and like I wonder what that's going to be like in the next, you know, decade or 20 or 30 years. Well, I mean, like compared to how like Hollywood started and what it is now compared to like how YouTube is starting and, and, you know, kind of this independent content creation and what it might be in, you know, 50 years. Mm. Uh, So I'm curious. I want to see how, you know, see if there's anything that would be indicative of how that would, you know, in in the entertainment world of how that might play out. Sure. Have you seen Hail Caesar? I've not. No. I think it's on Netflix. It's okay. a Coen Brothers movie. It's not their best, but it's fun. Right. I think you'd enjoy it. I'll take a watch. I'll take a watch. Cool. Um, like a, a movement watches. <laughs> Move MVMT. I actually join love the movement. Watches. Join the. Mo- I really want one, but yeah. I also don't want to spend like a hundred bucks on a watch because I have a watch and I stopped wearing it a long time ago. I don't know. I feel like if you buy a watch though, then you spend money on it, then you want to wear it. I want to wear sense. my watch though, and then I wear it for a length of time, and I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. Really? Like I, I used watches. to wear it all the time, and now it just like I I can't get used to it. I've got my Apple Watch, the Series One, actually, yeah. and it's still solid. So if you wanted like an Apple Watch, I would just go buy like a Series Two or something for like mm. less than a hundred bucks. The Maltese watch. It's what dreams are made of. True. Oh yeah, that line. Amazing. Yeah. Um. Well. What did you think about the twist at the end, you know? That it wasn't real? Yeah, because I feel like that's the whole, part, part, like, you know, emphasis of the movie where things, because that, that brings into, like, because up until then, you're kind of like, okay, well, they kill people to get what they want, but it's worth it because they, they're they going to get what they want. They're going to get this jeweled encrusted thing. And, and then as, as soon as you realize it's not the Maltese Falcon, you like, my first thought was like, oh, so now there's two people who died for no reason. Yeah. What I think is interesting, there's, there's two types of people in this movie then after that moment is you have... Gutman right. and Cairo, who were like Gutman immediately is like, well, I've spent 14 years looking 17. for this. Seven, that's what I said. I've spent 17 <laughs> years looking for this. I'm going to spend another year doing it. Right. But Sam Spade is like, that was a fun time. I'm going to be done. Right. Like he knows that this is an all consuming thing. He's seen what it's done to Gutman and what it's done to Cairo, like these people. And he's like, I'm not interested in that. Right. I'm a man and of arguably streets. like one of the few re- quote-unquote redeeming qualities of, of sam is like that he isn't obsessed about the falcon throughout the movie you know like yeah. that, that's the main it's all difference. about the case it's all about the case right right and how he's playing the angles and stuff yeah, yeah. That's very good uh maltese falcon yes or no oh absolutely yes absolutely yes i give it a yes big yes big big yes big yes energy big um yes. so welcome to everyone's second favorite segment Really? Do people like this segment? Have you gotten any uh, anybody reaching out about it? Mm, I don't know. We'll find hey, out. We should, if you want to give us feedback on the show, I would love to hear it. If you yeah. have any suggestions or anything, like you know, some segments you want to hear or things you don't want us to do, uh, feel free to DM us. Our socials will be at the end or below. Or yep, you can also this. email us at the Great Scub Do, uh, which is hard to spell. So have fun with that one. At gmail.com? At gmail.com. Yep. Yes. Love it. Pretty cool. Uh <laughs> IMDP trivia. IMDP. So they had several um, statuettes yes, of the Falcon, four. the Falcon, Falcon, Falcon. So three of the statuettes still exist and are conservatively, conservatively valued at oh, over man. one million dollars. No, one of them sold at auction for four point one million dollars. That's recently. wild. Another one for 3.7. Oof. This makes them some of the most valuable film props ever made. Indeed, each is now worth more than three times what the film cost to make. That's that's so cool. And I guess like, even more so now that they've, since this, I guess, sold for more than that. Right. Um, so that's kind of crazy. Here's another one. Let me move my mic a little also, bit. Also, I, I definitely want to get a Maltese here. Falcon. I know I sent you some uh, some pictures last night. I think night. we should get the, the second one. Yeah, with that's it's one like, that's you like know, 90 bucks. 50 bucks each. Or 50 bucks each, yeah. I can't, I, I don't, I can't do that in this pay period, Same. but next one, let's, yeah, let's hop good. on it, that. Maybe, maybe mid-month. Yeah. 
Um, John Houston and company tickled themselves with a number of what? other on, of onset jokes. They like, ah, we're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't really mean to make that sound, but it came out of my body. As Mary Astor recounted in her autobiography, the casting crew had a system whereby Houston would signal for a certain practical joke to be played for visitors to the set for the benefit of visiting Star Trek social, Starstruck Social Club women. The number five had Humphrey Bogart going into a prepared act with Sidney Greenstreet, uh, Gutman, right. um, who, fun fact, had a prolific theater career before this but this is his first on-screen really? role yeah okay yeah and that's an, another thing to point out like in this time like it was it was a transition from theater to to film and yeah. so like a lot of like cinematography wasn't even thought about and it was still kind of the transition from like silent to true silent 100% to actually yeah which is interesting and uh like i think a lot of the cinematography like looks very basic but even the lighting is something that was like noticeable to audiences yeah. like how it was lit that's why it was called a noir because yeah it means we should talk about that like as a whole true especially when we get to like um when we do the samurai episode but we'll oh, get there yeah. um so number five had humphrey bogart going into a prepared act with sydney green street he'd start yelling and cursing at him calling him a fat old fool who the hell do you think you are you upstaged me and i'm telling you i'm not having any uh, so on so on at which point houston would jump into the act holding back Bogart's mock rage. Very quickly, the embarrassed and disillusioned ladies would shuffle towards the nearest exit. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, the number 10 had Peter Laurie coming out of Mary Astor's dressing room at the appropriate moment, adjusting his fly and saying, see you later, Mary. (laughs) 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 Just the idea that they had, like, numbered pranks. Oh, that's... They'd be like, Operation 5, go! (laughs) Hey, number (laughs) 5. It's time for number 5, toots, let's roll. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that chemistry. Like, it's the same thing, like, it's the same kind of friendship that like the cast of the lord of the rings had but yeah. it's just it's so weird thinking about certain movies behind the scenes where they were so close and everything that's awesome i mean yeah you just don't see that these days you know yeah. like so much money's being thrown around and people are doing so many different projects and they're kind of their own individual entity that there's mm. like not a lot of room for brotherhood and teamwork yeah this is i this is fan- amazing to me i cannot believe this uh, despite the numerous practical jokes his cast and crew played John Houston proved himself to be the consummate professional and was so efficient at his job that the crew often finished shooting for the day early, well ahead of schedule. One of these days, Houston had set aside an entire day to shoot one elaborate moving camera sequence. The sequence lasted about seven minutes, and they nailed it perfectly in one take. The rest of the day was spent at the golf club. It was wow. because of days like this that the production finished two days ahead of schedule and fifty four thousand dollars under budget. Wow, that's, that's directorial like, are, debut. Wow, that's amazing, and especially with such a. I mean, were, were those were the cast members like well known at the time? Was it like a big hitting cast? You know, um, Bogart had done a lot of. Um, this was before Casablanca. And stuff, yeah, this is right? before Casablanca and Treasure of the Sierra Madre. This was like his big like his first big role okay. but he'd done a lot of character acting and stuff he was the heavy in a lot of movies okay cool good to know yeah so i mean that that's awesome i mean that's like every director's dream you know first mm-hmm. first director <laughs> directorial role and you just you're ahead of schedule under budget yeah it's amazing and the actors love each other i also think that like it's in I, i'll bet you they wouldn't have had the friendship that, that they had if they didn't have that extra time you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like you think about like uh like theater and stuff like 
you know, when you were in that, whenever, like, you really get to know the people around you when you go, when it's after rehearsal and you're going to freaking, you know, where, where do they go to? Village Inn and stuff? Like, Village you know, Inn, you know Highway I mean? Diner. Right. So, yeah. you know, so those are when those friendships are made and when the chemistry is really brought together and all those moments when you're kind of sitting and waiting for stuff to happen. So I'll bet a lot of that was, was through, you know, those going to hang out on the golf course or going, yeah. hey, we're done early. You want to go do this or you want to come over to my place tonight or coming up with pranks because you're bored. Right. Like exactly. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which I think, you know, carries oh, over to the I movie. Say? Oh, yeah. It's like the same thing with The Lord of the Rings and that cast and everything. Right. Where, like, it's a crazy weird thing where, you know, they somehow convinced a studio to let them make three insane huge movies at once. Right. Like, literally, Ian McKellen's first day shooting was his first scene. And his second day shooting was the very last scene where he has to say goodbye to the hobbits and go off to the Grey Havens and everything. Oh, wow. Which is so weird because, you know, he hadn't met Billy Boyd right. and, and Dom yet, and he's just saying goodbye to them for the first time now. <laughs> Dang. Is that scene still good? Like, is it, can you oh, tell? Oh, yeah. They had to shoot it like a thousand times, which is a funny story behind that. But, uh, um, like, it's the same kind of thing there where they, Peter Jackson, the director, always talks about that movie as a, a Kiwi home movie. Where right. it just, even though it was this massive studio trilogy, right. they felt like they were making like an indie movie in New Zealand That's on their so home cool. turf. And like they would literally like write scenes and then shoot them the next day. Wow. And they would adjust things on the fly like crazy. Like the whole um, one does not simply walk into Mordor and that the whole like right. speech that Boromir then goes through was written the previous night. Wow. Like he, Peter Jackson talked to Sean Bean and was like, this scene's missing something. And this is also a big piece of news that's everywhere right now because they just did that reunited apart thing. That's when this story came out. But uh, he was like, this scene kind of needs something. I think you should say is something. And he pulls out the book and finds a little piece and he's like, "Uh, this thing right here, memorize that. We'll do that tomorrow. Wow. So he's like looking down. He's every time he's looking down like this in the in the scene because he's like stressed out and like this is crazy one does not simply walk into Mordor he's looking at the lines the speech (laughs) on his knee that's amazing which is hilarious yeah but they like the whole movie was shot that way and they became super super close they've all got the tattoos and everything right that's like the original Avengers cast that's just like pure creativity that's amazing the final IMDB trivia the opening and this is something that I wondered about and it's interesting to know this but the opening scroll about the history of the Maltese Falcon is pure invention Wait, what? You mean the song? The opening scroll of the history of the Maltese Falcon is pure invention. It's all made up. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. None of this so, is real. So it's not based on a true story. Yeah, there's no real Maltese Falcon or anything. It's all just a book just a plot that a guy wrote. Right, okay. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I wondered about that, actually. I also wondered about that. So when I saw that, I wrote it down, and now we both know it. And now you know it as the audience member. Now that's you why know we're it. we're here, so we can do all of those things that you don't want to Google. That's right, Caleb. Um, love you, Caleb. Love you, Caleb. Um, keep sending me those cool Warzone uh, snipes. Um, you should get on our squad so we can snipe some boys. Have you played with Caleb? No, I don't think so. Wait, Caleb uh, King? I have no idea who that is. Oh, from in our server? Is that King? Is that uh, what King's name is? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. No, Caleb. Is Caleb in the server? Oh, Caleb's not in the server. Okay. But he's in the regiment. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, Caleb, we'll squad up sometime. He's a cool guy. Bill, all right. Bill Gun Nation. Bill Gun Nation. Um, I changed my, my, my tag to be Ben instead of Bill. You disgust me. I know. So that is the end of the Falcon show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is this IMDb trivia? Because I have my trivia question for you. Oh, yeah. I didn't write down the thing about the that line. Okay. What is the last line 
in the Maltese Falcon. Is it not the thing that dreams are made of? It is not. What's is that your that? guess? It is the last line of the Maltese Falcon. And if anybody ever asks you this trivia, you now know. Oh, wait, I know it. What is it? It's <laughs> The <laughs> Falcon comes alive. <laughs> and he destroys everyone. No, Humphrey no. Bogart. Oh, no. It's, uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's a little bit anticlimactic, but the last line is, uh. It's very, it's very good. My piece of <laughs> trivia about that line is that it was Humphrey Bogart's idea on the it day. It was, yeah. And it was taken originally from uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream in Shakespeare. Uh, uh, Shakespeare. It was Shakespeare for sure. I Shakespeare. think it was a Midsummer Night's Dream. It, it could be, yeah. It was paraphrased, basically. It was very paraphrased, yeah. But uh, there you go. Oh, no, I think it was Hamlet. It was Hamlet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, which, there is a classic version of Hamlet with Laurence Olivier on... Really? Um, HBO Max, and we should totally do an episode on that one. Heck yeah. And then watch The Lion King and compare them. Um, they're <laughs> yeah. the same story. Are you they aware are. of this? Yeah, I am very aware. Yeah. Um, so, that's it. Time for the next part. Tell me what you've been doing, what you've been getting into, what you reading and watching and listening to. Uh, yeah, I haven't been... <laughs> What you listening to, Ben? What you know, what you hear, what you doing, Ben? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I've been doing. This song's over, dude. Tell me what, tell me, please. I really haven't been consuming that much media. I've been playing uh, a lot of Warzone, mm-hmm. um, getting progressively worse at it. Uh, That's the way it be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, really haven't been watching <coughs> anything super crazy. I don't really have any great suggestions, but mm. I don't know. Sorry. I, I, I don't know. This is the one time I don't really have that much stuff. I, I, I had some interesting experiences over the weekend. I don't know. I, really want, I don't really want to talk about it on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I don't know if that's a podcast. I don't really want to. Yeah. That seems more like a, the Ben Weber experience. True. Yeah. Anyways, podcast. Are you still doing that? Uh, yes, I will probably be doing that. I, I, I'm going to... I'm going to start that this weekend. That's I think that you should definitely, you out. should talk about those things on that show. I think that 100%. fits that show That'd a lot. That'd be great, actually. Yeah. That'd be really cool. That'd actually be a really cool episode, because then I can put out some of the footage that I got. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, tune in. Ben Weber, this is called the Ben Weber Show on Spotify. Follow it. It's really on every platform, same platforms that this podcast is on. Yeah. Um, I tried yeah, to get this be... one on Stitcher, and it was being weird. Really? Yeah. It, did you take it off Stitcher? Um, it was never on it, oh. apparently. It wasn't being pushed out to Stitcher. That's odd. Uh, anyways, podcast back end stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What else do we have? What have you been watching? Um, you I've been, been I finished season one of The Wire. It was nice. good. I enjoyed it. It really got a lot better in the later half of it. Right. I started the first episode of the second season and it was intriguing and I haven't come back to it yet. I probably will though. I'm taking a break from uh, super dramatic uh, drugs TV. Mm. Um, and instead I started watching uh, Homecoming on amazon prime it is not what it looks like and it's interesting it's 20 minute episodes there's 10 of them right um which is interesting because it's not a comedy really it's like it's a drama right um which is weird that it's 20 minute episodes because of that but it's very interesting i'm very intrigued by it it's one of those shows where like it presents itself as one thing and then clearly like there's something weird happening and that's what keeps you watching right um thank you zach cruzy my guy. Shout out, Zach. For uh, suggesting this to me. And I guess on the back end of that, our boy Bobby for suggesting it to Zachy. Bobby Misner. I have no idea what that was. He's a, he's a billionaire's son. Yes. Um, so that's what that is. And I started reading Full Metal Alchemist again. 
I was almost through the first technically three volumes. I got them right there, right here. Ooh. Um, Are those animes? They're manga. Or mangas, right? So the anime, there is an anime, and it's actually a really good gateway anime. I think you actually might like it. Okay. Um, the only anime that I've ever, like, given a shot is, um, oh, my God. It's the one where they're, like, in VR, and they're, oh, man, this, ah. Uh, Sword Art Online? Yes. Did you like Sword Art? Uh, I I actually I didn't mind it to be honest. I really liked Sword Art Online from what I watched. The Gun Gale Online season, the one where they're in the gun version, right, isn't as good. Um, but uh, I haven't watched the latest season, Eliza's Sorcerization. Yeah, however you pronounce that. Apparently, it was very good. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm behind on all the animes I that I watch. Really I haven't even caught up on my hero. Dumb excuse to not watch anime. But you I, hate the Japanese. I hate that. Yeah, uh, I hate the. <laughs> oh no! no. I don't. I don't. I don't. We don't need that right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's it's like the it's the the way that the lines are delivered. It just it's hard for me to like listen to it for a long time. Yeah. Like the what? It's a it's a what? Like the the speech patterns. That's mm. what I mean. And it's not even the dialogue. It's just literally like the speech patterns. And it's like after Dude, a while, it just gets annoying. You need to watch Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. I have it on Blu-ray. Okay. I have the entire series. It's one season. There's like twenty six episodes. Okay. And it's incredible. Like, it is very, like, Americanized. Like, it was more made for an American audience. Okay. And it's very, very good. In fact, most people... Like, there's always the debate between subs and dubs. Most people would say that the dub is the definitive version of the show. Interesting. And it's being made into a Netflix series starring John Cho. Cool. I'll watch it. It looks incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 we don't know anything about series. it. We haven't seen anything about it. He injured himself, and he's going to be getting back to it. But I remember when they announced it, everyone was like, well, who, who the hell could possibly play spike spiegel this right. amazing cool character this cool cat and they announced john cho and i was like oh it's yeah that's perfect yeah there's no one else i can he doesn't even need to big do the big green hair his hair just looks like it it's perfect <laughs> that guy is spike spiegel space bounty hunter cool but it's very good i think you'd actually really like it i'll, um, I'll take a, i'll take a look every episode is like a different genre take a watch yeah I'll I'll pull it out for you. Honestly, I think you you should start watching it tonight, and then I'll come okay. home and uh, see where you're at. I think oh, yeah. you, I, I legit guess... think that you would really really enjoy it. Right. Also, random thing. Uh, I would love any book suggestions that you guys have. I'm gonna try and start reading books. I've watched this cool video mm-hmm. uh, that pointed out that if you spend 30... if you read a book a day, then you yes, <laughs> then, then you, you get you a Lamborghini, a Lamborghini owner, and have as many YouTube ads as you want. Yeah. Um. But no, more more so if you read a book for 30 minutes a day. You can read seven books a year, and if you read huh. a book for on average maybe ten minutes a week, you will only get done with uh, about thirty books in your lifetime, which is a very small amount of books. Weird. Yeah. So even by even by just daily putting thirty minutes in, you can read a ridiculous like. <coughs> it, it was you know it seems intimidating to like read a bunch of books a year, right? Like you wonder how those people like have my top five books of the year kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's it, it literally the guy the guy was saying. The difference between you and if you don't read books and those people is literally all they do is spend thirty minutes a day reading a book, and that's how they're able to go through all those hmm. books, which I, I thought was really cool. It makes sense. Like yeah. when I was really into when I read novels and stuff, like I'm still working on The Outsider, right? Like I when I read, I read, 100%. like I get super into it. I, yeah, I don't even know if I'll be able to stop myself <laughs> after a half hour because yeah, back in the day, I loved reading. Like I was I was homeschooled, and so you know I, was I read all boy. the Rick Roydren books in an hour. I read. <laughs> I read all the Harry Potter books. I read uh, the, the the Hobbit. Uh, what? Read Harry Potter, but you couldn't watch SpongeBob. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> That's a great point. I, I was old enough at that point that SpongeBob wasn't really a, a an important wow, thing. Whatever, it still is. So yeah, no, I I I have had to, and this is this is because I was homeschooled. For those of you at home, I have not. 
I, I wasn't able to watch SpongeBob because that was of the devil, and also we didn't have cable. Yeah. Um. Shout out, mom. Love Famous you. superhero okay. cable. Uh, but I, I to this day watch SpongeBob episodes just to try and like fill that void in my childhood when everyone my age talks about SpongeBob yep. shows that I don't know about. Uh, and I do one of my favorite things about my car is that I do have a DVD player, and the DVD that lives in that car what? is a, the the most iconic episodes of SpongeBob. A DVD that I bought player. for two dollars. Yes. Really? Yeah. And and I wired it so that you can watch movies while the car is moving. <laughs> what? Yeah. You That's can't insane. do that. You just have to put the ground wire on the frame. So just... That's wild. Well, um, we're coming up at like an hour seven, so... Heck yeah, we did a good episode. I like this episode. I thought it was terrible. Oh. Terrible well, tell episode. Tell us what you think by leaving us a review. It would really help us out. Uh, yep, if you're listening on iTunes, drop a review on there. If you liked it, tell us about it. We if might read it on, on the show. Like. Yep, if you're watching it on YouTube, tell, or, us, tell us about and it. And if you want to see some like Warzone stuff... Should we, should we edit some like Warzone like, like funny moments clips? Yeah. Because I feel like we have a few. I don't know. By we, do you mean you? Good point. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want that, uh, hit us up. Yeah. But yeah, hit, hit us up. Leave us a review. Yeah, It'll what kind of content out. you want? You can check us out on The Great Scub Do on Twitch and on YouTube. That's uh, S-C-U-B-D-U uh, for Scub Do. We post all kinds of... Uh, we post Warzone streams and the podcast on there. We're going to eventually do some Rocket League stuff and things like that. Um I'm at mparish underscore art on Instagram and Marshall Parrish on Patreon. I believe I'm also at mparish underscore art on Twitter. I've been kind of active on Twitter lately, actually. Um, Not really like tweeting, but a lot of like liking things and retweeting things. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I'll I'll announce my little schedule for my content coming out here uh, for the first time. So (coughs) happy birthday to everyone listening. Yeah. Um, (coughs) I'll be posting a lot on Instagram a little bit more. So that is at Ben Weber Media. Um, I'll be put, you know, follow me on Twitter. That'll be more just my personal kind of thing. If you want to get to know me, um, you know, none of my opinions, uh, affect my other stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll be doing Twitch every Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday will be a creative stream where I'll be editing, um, a project or, you know, doing some sort of tutorial, um, and then, or editing my, my YouTube video that will come out every Friday. Uh, so that's going to be fun. Those will be kind of whatever I want to do. Maybe some video essays or something like that. Any projects that I feel like doing. Um, and then, you know, on, uh, Thursdays, I'll do another Twitch stream, which will be games with the boys. So Marshall will probably Ooh. be on that. Yep. Um, I might have to steal his webcam. We'll see. Wow. I know. Uh, and then uh, that's oh, and then Saturdays will be my very own podcast for the called the Ben Weber Media Show. Mm. Um, I'm going to put maybe I might wait for the Bill episode um, till the week after this one because I kind of want to talk about what I did this weekend. Yeah. Um, and I think that'd be a really cool thing to talk about from, you know, the photography and, and journalistic perspective. Yeah. So um, hopefully all y'all stayed safe and we, you know, we, we love everybody. Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter and, and we support all that. So, yep. um, you know, we need a, we need a lot of unity in this country right now. So yep. hopefully <laughs> we were able to give you a little bit of, a, of an hour break from, you know, maybe some of the other social media and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, Love if you y'all. check out my Twitter feed, I've been retweeting a lot of like just kind of chill moments happening at protests and yeah, stuff, and like yeah. officers joining in. And very, like, the Flint thing yesterday was was very inspiring. Yeah, did you watch like the full video of yeah, that? Yeah, I did. It was That's it so was amazing. Cool. Yeah, and it's really just what we needed, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, super cool. What? I have no clue. What you're what's your what's your? Did you put your socials out yet? Oh, also yeah, TikTok. We we have a viral TikTok. It reached 45k. Are you kidding me? I don't know why it's blowing up again. That's crazy. So go watch my TikTok and mm-hmm. also help us uh, get a free one wheel. The air conditioning the just, air turned, just on. turned on, which is good because it's getting warm in here. Heck yeah. 
Well, do you um, have anything else to say about the show? Don't think so. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking it out. I appreciate you. And, Thank uh, you for staying to the end. If you're here, um, comment down below uh, pickles or Texas pickles, and we'll know you finished the show. <laughs> yep. Um, I think that's everything. I feel like I keep forgetting to do some kind of sign-off every week, and then I just the show just ends. But we already did our socials. Yeah, do we have a sign-off? Should we make up? Like, I don't know. We, we always get to this point. We never know how to end it. The show is over, it is done, I have had a little bit of fun, yeah. My name is... No, it's over. Okay. <laughs>